episode, we're going to be talking about Nintendo's Metroid Prime 4, Pokémon Tournament DX, Ultra Sun and Moon, Super Mario Odyssey, and Splatoon 2. And I am here today with my two guests, Chris and Vicky. Game Freak, Pokémon. Do they have any other games? Um... <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. Do you need any of the games of the Pokemon? Like, seriously. <laughs> um, they have announced a upgraded version of Pokemon Sun and Moon. Ultra Sun and Moon. Slated for 2018, if I remember correctly. Um, along with Pokemon... Sorry, wow. Poke and Tournament DX, which is a yet another reversioned um, port from the Wii U uh, Pokemon Tournament. They've just added in some new Pokemon to it, which people were hoping for a long time they would have done to the Wii U version and like have a downloadable content version to it, but that never happens. Um, for those, yeah, what do you guys think? Yeah. I mean, Pokemon is, Pokemon's kind of always been in its own bubble. Um, so, I mean, like, downloadable content. Has Pokemon ever had downloadable content? I think that's one of the things that they were like, oh, like, people were like, oh, you see all these people doing DLC? This is so cool. Like, oh, okay. And then, like, stayed in their corner doing whatever they did. Like, that's just how I feel for Pokemon. Like, they just do whatever they want to do. What do you think, Vicky? I mean, it would have been cool to have the downloadable content. Um, especially if, you know, I had a Wii U and I don't want to go out and buy a Switch. But it's really going to cost me. It's really going to have to push me to go spend money to go buy the Switch and buy the game because they want to allow me to have downloadable content. Um, with Pokemon Go, I mean, not Pokemon Go, Pokemon Sun and Moon. Um, I want to see how the sales do for. The updated version because I know the Pokemon Sun and Moon that came out this year, oh, sorry, last year, um, it was really like a marketing scheme in a way because they released Pokemon Go, which brought people, like, you know, we got people hyped up over the game and releasing on a smartphone platform, and it got more players interested in the game. And then shortly after, you know, they released Pokemon Sun and Moon. They had they were, they were then like targeting persons who didn't really play Pokemon Pokemon like that. So they were, they were targeting the casual players, um, as well as you know the persons who played competitively and so on and played like every day. So like that was a plus for them simply because you know they marketed really nice and I'm pretty much sure that this the sales for those two games are skyrocket. So I want to see how the sales for, for this updated version will be when they release it next year. There's something I do want to clear up. Is it Pokemon or Pokemon? Chris? I, oh, I don't care. I just call it however I want to call it. Pokemon. I think it's Pokemon. So Pokemon, Pokemon. Hmm. Regardless... <laughs> Um, the next bit of news about Pokemon is that, surprise, surprise, not really, a core uh, Pokemon 
RPG role-playing game will be coming to the Nintendo Switch. Maybe within the next year or more. Not quite sure what that means. I'm, is it going to be the regular Pokemon game? Or is it going to be different? Is it going to be something I think it's different? going to be... I think it's probably going to be regular, I think. I think they're going to probably go for a full, finally, a full 3D RPG Pokemon game. Um, I know they, I know Sun and Moon was kind of kind of like that on the 3DS, but it wasn't like, I mean, this is 3DS. It's not a, like, mainline console like the Switches, like the Switches running Skyrim, like that type of 3D. So if we get that type of 3D, Pokemon, like a core Pokemon game on the Switch. I think that's going to be... That alone is going to sell Switch sales. I think that alone is going to sell Switch sales. And I think that's something that Nintendo is kind of pushing for um, Game Freak to do. And my only concern is they didn't show any footage at all. And I think and that was my biggest problem with Nintendo at E3. They, like Metroid Prime, again, they gave us like a, a GIF. A GIF. They gave us a GIF. And it was just GIF Metroid Prime 4. And it's like... Granted, while I'm still hyped for it, um, it's kind of has me concerned. So where are you in the development stage of this? I don't know. And it, when you don't have any type of footage at all, it makes me feel like you haven't started or you're not far along in the development cycle. Speaking of, let's see if we can find that. Um, Uh, that was Metroid. and that was it. That was it. Yep. They got the little weird music going on there, and like during their gameplay trailer, like they well the gameplay they showed off the um, the remake of the 3DS version, which admittedly looks gorgeous, but um. Yeah, it's it's a little underwhelming what Nintendo's been doing with with the Metroid Prime trailer. I don't know. Yeah, I mean it was just it's just an, it's literally was just an announcement. It was just an announcement to say that it's in development. We don't know how how far along in development it is. We don't know when it's gonna ever like when it's gonna be released. If it's gonna be released, it's just that oh it's in development. That's that's no that's not to say that oh will come out um, anytime soon. Uh, it's I don't know. Like again, I'm hyped for it, um, and it's one of those like things that I'm the most hyped for. But at the same time, it's not really. It's it's a bit concerning that that's all that they showed us. Yeah. But like at the same time, it's kind of just like you know one of those things you go you know, um, let's just preview something and really show them exactly what the game is by like, keep them guessing to get them more excited to figure out what's, what's going on with the game, what's, what's going to be in the game, and when's it going to be coming out. So I guess that was their goal. Um, but at the same time, I would question it because I would want to see that, you know, how far you are with development with the game. Instead of just, you know, showing me, okay, you're announcing the game, and you got me excited for the, for the announcement for the, of the game, but I want to see the development of the game. I mean, but... Yeah, like, but then look at Beyond Good and Evil 2. Like, we don't know much about Beyond Good and Evil 2. Like, they didn't, they, they literally just showed us a scene. That scene might not even be in the game itself. But that was something, that was enough to, like, we could see that, hey, at least they have something. At least they have, like, 
character designs. At least they have like worlds established. Like at least they have enough to make a scene. Whereas Metroid Prime Four doesn't have anything. I mean, they could have. They could even had just all they did was just show a Samus. We all know how Samus looks, but just the mere fact of showing that and then showing the logo, that would even be a little bit more because at least they would have. Okay, well, we have a character design. Like that's that's there. You know, we. The character design of Samus isn't going to change that drastic. Like it's Samus, so they could have. I, I just think that if they were further along in the development, they could have done more. And the fact that they did do more is, but I don't know. It's just it's just super concerning. Possible. Um, so that's that's our Metroid Prime Four. So again, Splatoon's, I loved it when I played it on the Wii U. I am a bit curious as to how exactly they're going to have it where you have your specials. Because I know on the Wii U, on the gamepad version of it, you'd actually have to press on the touchpad for the gamepad where you wanted it to launch if it was something that, you know, flew off. Now obviously they've got some new weapons like the um, bazookas, well, the, I don't remember. I don't know the actual term for it, but um, the rocket launchers, and that goes a distance. I'm not sure how that's gonna work, but I'm really looking forward to it. What about you guys? Um, I'm looking forward to it as well. I have actually played part one, but I've seen my nephew play it before, and he seems to well, he's like 27. He seems to really enjoy it, and we don't like the same games sort of so i'm interested to see how they're going to push things towards the part two and i tell you like i said with the view where you tap the screen um i think maybe they'd have that implemented with uh you know you can attach the oh man the joysticks part to the to the tablet the uh -huh. screen tablet. yeah that um, I they probably may have it like that. Um, if they don't, I'm interested to see how they'd have it for those who play with just the joysticks in their hand instead of just the tablet attached to the joysticks. It's it's gonna be interesting with that. Chris, do you have any thoughts about Splatoon 2? Um, I mean, I haven't played the first. Uh, I'm just disappointed that they didn't have as catchy of a song as they did for the first one. The first one had a Pretty catchy song with it. Um, one of my friends annoyed me a lot with that song. Um, so I'm kind of disappointed that they don't have a catchy song again. Um, but I mean, it seems like it'll be cool. I mean, it, it was obvious that they were sharing off new weapons. So I guess if people who play Splatoon would uh, be excited about that. But I'm not I'm not excited about Splatoon. I was never a fan of the first one. And this one is like, oh, OK, that's nice. But it, it's not on my watch list of games. Okay. Fair enough. The intro to that made me cringe a little bit, I'll admit. But it it seems like the Kirby that we know and love, at least the majority of us love, I had to think. Um, it seemed like we could make particular characters like our companions, and there's multiplayer, so it seems. Um, but like, what do you guys think about the game? Um, well, like you said, it, it does seem like the Kirby most people love. 
um, Super Metroid I played on like Game Boy Advance and so on, but I think it, it's more like a Kirby and friend kind of sort in a way, whereas you can now share a love with different characters and you can, I guess, have them like tied along with their adventure. Um, and then, like you said, I saw a bit of multiplayer as well. So it isn't just a straight flat out Kirby one player. You now have where Kirby, where you can have friends come over and be like, oh, you know, let's play some Kirby if you're like just going to like kill some downtime. So, yeah, I think. That's how I feel about the game. It's pretty, pretty interesting. Still the same Kirby from Game Boy Advance. <laughs> so, I have to ask. Typically, Kirby's version of sharing the love is sucking them inside of him and then spitting them out or stealing their powers. Is that like what? What kind of love are you referring to? <laughs> Obviously, the love where you suck someone in and then absorb them. <laughs> Obviously. Well. That's, I, I'd say that's maybe love, and then like you have a love 2.0 or so, whereas, you know, like when, when he dropped the that's heart on love. them, you know, where he dropped the heart on them, and they all naturally became friends, and they're like, oh, you know, let's explore together, so I think maybe love 2.0. Okay. Love 2.0, aka 4. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, what you, what's your thoughts about Kirby? At least let's um, go around. It, I love Kirby. Kirby's awesome. Um, I normally have a lot of fun with Kirby games. I like they kept it as a side scroller platform. I think that's awesome. Um, I like the multiplayer component. I mean, there's the first they're saying co op, but we all know you're just going to be trying to figure out how to screw over everyone else as much as possible while playing this game. Like, that's just what's going to happen. Like, I saw the, the part where the guy, like, he put up the little umbrella, like, I guess, help. Kirby across to like through the water. Come on, I, I know that if I'm that guy with the umbrella, the second you get halfway through that, I'm dropping the umbrella and you're gonna soak the water. Like that's just exactly what's gonna happen. This is gonna be like, it just is gonna be amazingly fun. Like, this looks like it's gonna be so fun. Like to have four people on the screen uh, or four people playing and you all have to help each other. You know that's not gonna happen. That it's just it's just gonna be this is gonna be utter chaos. People are going to be trying to like absorb powers and use power. This, this is going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun game. Okay, so for a while, I have honestly been thinking about this game since, you know, seeing it, the trailer and stuff like that, and it's been on my mind and making me want to play it. Um, I don't know, though. It has an... I hate to say it, but it has an exorcist kind of feel to it. It's like you're possessing these people and these things. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then just doing whatever you want. It's like your body goes into them. And like I guess you pop back out when you're done using them. It's 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 kinda weird. Well, yeah. I mean it's it's I don't know, I just think it's super weird. I think it's like ridiculously weird. It's like it's such a weird game. It's like you you're playing as Mario but 
kind of like the hat because the hat has a thing of its own and the hat is really what has you going into all these different things and I think that this game is going to be a complete and utter game changer like every single other Mario platformer that's ever come out every like start with the granddad of them all Super Mario 64 like that was just hands down probably one of the best games that has ever been made and then we had after that another game that just like as great as that game was you're like oh man this game is so good and then they come with super mario sunshine and it's like what like when you first start you're like what the hell is this mario with a super soaker and you're running around doing water water stuff like this, like, this makes so sense then you get the game and you start playing the game you're like oh my goodness this is so fun this is so re- this is so amazing like they just flipped the script on you again and made another just game changer and now they come with this weird thing with mario on a hat and i mean it's like it looks so weird but I just see this thing playing so beautifully, and I just see this thing just being another thing, another game that we play, and we just have, we don't even realize when our standards for game, for games, go up from just because of this game by itself. And I just think it's going to be one of those games. It's, it's super weird, looks super fun. This actually has a catchy song, Splatoon. Um, <laughs> and... I'm just, I just, I like, I don't know how this game is gonna go wrong. Like, I just think this game is too weird in order to fail. Well, for me, when I first saw the trailer, I was like, "Who's a lot that?" And it's kind of a bit sketchy about it because I was so used to like my standard Mario game. But as I like, continue seeing the trailer more and more, I'm kind of like, "Oh, you know, I'm kind of interested in this game. It looks like Shimmy Fire is like a game changer." Whereas it's the Mario world that we love, but a twist of the real life world. And the fact that, you know, you just like throw your hat on something, but go, you know, like possess this. And it's kind of similar to Kirby, whereas he shares his love 2.0 um, with the hard way he catches friends and they go along with his journey with them. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Super Mario, like, I love Super Mario. So I would be stoked to play this game. Love 2.0. Okay. We're, we're, we're going with that. We're keeping that, apparently. I already told you what that is. 